Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of What the Football. It's been pretty long since we have last recorded any episode and that is maybe because we might have in between, you know, job interviews and exams and a lot of shit and 2020 hey, obviously. Let's not discount that. 2020 hasn't been very good to us, was. yeah, in general. No, it has been good to us. No, no, no. It has been good to us personally because we finally got the time to actually sit and start this podcast. So, hey, thanks 2020 for the lockdown. But fuck you, China. Yeah, let's roll. So, Premier League is quite an interesting league right now. Look at the table and uh, from 2nd to 10th, there is only a difference of 7 points. And that is that is inconceivable. I mean, literally, that is to think that anyone can go second. Anyone can go first, in fact. If Liverpool lose their next match, anyone can go first. There are four teams who have a chance to go first, depending upon the results. And out of... Yeah, and I'm out of nowhere, out, out of nowhere, United are the new favourites. I mean, how? <laughs> 21 is how? coming, baby. I mean, that is just unimaginable to happen. Just, I'll just give you the perfect, you know, example. I mean, I'll just, I just, I just got it right now. See, the year is 2021. 20, emphasis on the 21. Yeah, sure. And United are second on, on, level on points with Liverpool. Yeah. If they win the Aston Villa game. So, they'll be level on points. And if, again, I guess it is Southampton, ruins it for Liverpool again. There is a good chance. And we play Liverpool in our next couple of game weeks. So, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. But a PE teacher coming uh, second and leveling and maybe leveling on points with Liverpool after the Aston Villa game will be a good way to write off the Ole haters, you know, and the media who can fuck off (laughs) because they've been hating Ole a lot. They've been getting on at Ole and the players a lot. People have people are doubting his tactics, this, that. Why does Devanderbick sit sits on the bench? Why don't you playing him? I mean the fucking tactics are working. He comes off the bench, he helps the team score. Who cares? And what a panic by Edison Cavani was. Edison Cavani has been wonderful, phenomenal. Yeah, coming to that, I mean he's got banned for three games for stupidest of reasons. What do you think on that? I mean, <laughs> See, yeah, I'll tell you here. Yeah. <clears throat> My opinion is, you know, he said something, maybe it was racist, but he said it to a friend, okay? And his friend doesn't mind him saying so. Alright? Then why the fuck does English have to, have to come in between? If he has insulted or done something to someone who he doesn't know, then it's alright that, yeah, it is a punishable offense that you are, uh, you yeah, know? I think you can understand. Uh, that shit, man. I'm so, I'm so furious right now, I can't <laughs> even get out the word, okay. man. That's okay, I mean... I, I, I think the same thing had happened at Spurs as well a couple of years ago. I think Lucas Mora had said something some uh, something to someone in the Spurs court. And similar action had been taken against Lucas Mora. And I mean, that is just ridiculous. Plain ridiculous. You want to decrease racism. You're not taking any steps for that. People are not taking knees. You're booing players who are taking knees. And you're not taking any action on those fans who are booing players for taking knees. And all of a sudden, I mean, this is how you put your racism in. And he's been fined, I think, 100,000 pounds or something. I mean, that's not a huge amount, obviously, for a player like Cavani, who's picking up that much of money in maybe... Yeah, but that that is stupid yeah. fine. That is the thing. It's not about the fine, it's about the exactly. ban. Exactly. Ban, which is pretty stupid. Exactly. I would, I'm sure it, if it would have been any City player, he would have got out of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you think like Saudi that. Money, my friend. Yeah, Saudi I'm money. sure you think like that. But, but to be uh, in a realistic term, 
in championship players take a knee their own fans boo them and you don't take any action saying that they are entitled entitled to do that i mean how i don't understand that logic if the players are ent- if the if the you know if the fans uh, if the fans are entitled to do that why are why are the players not if you are if you are all against racism then you should ban the fans from exactly. the stadium exactly you can find Simple them as that. i mean this is a farcical move i think this, this whole black lives matter is a farce but i mean i'm sure we'll talk about that in future as well but this is a good way no, to no, talk see, about it if today lives well. matter it's you know racism should end it's no doubt but you know you should have concrete rules for everyone it should not be different rules for different people right exactly it should be like blanket what racism in any yeah. any place in the world exactly to exactly. be honest fair everyone should be treated equally because everyone is a human being first rather than being an individual yeah i mean yeah I mean, and that's what we are uh, that that that's the message we are giving out today i mean we obviously support black lives we support every lives not just black lives and i think it's we not just about black lives yeah exactly and uh, we'll uh, we'll call upon our followers to support them too obviously the social message is a good cause uh, everyone in a certain type of way has been under scanner due to skin or maybe weight or something like that and we at what the football do not support any discrimination of any sort so uh, we are obviously 100% with you and we ask our followers to uh, do the same and do the right thing as well yeah but it should just it's just that you need to have proper rules for everyone yes definitely so because you, you see even samuel lacrest who was uh, one of the media guys he had tweeted that the ban on edison cavani is a joke the reason being he just tweeted it to his friend in a good way okay he was just uh, it was he just reposted it in a good way to his friend who did not feel offended by it because he is a close friend suppose if i call you chutia you will not get offended because you are my friend yeah it's it's like that yeah It, it is relatable yes definitely but if i call some unknown person chutia he will obviously coming and bang me in my head or at least throw a stone at me or do whatever then i am responsible yeah i mean let's see that happening sometime <laughs> <laughs> yeah moving right on from that and uh, moving on to the premier league spurs no, no, let's move let's move to leeds 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 yeah. let's move to leeds yeah. you know uh, they have been the dark horses in the premier league right now they have been they don't know whether they're going to come in every the players are such good i mean the team is so good the players don't have no clue whether they're going to score six or they're going to concede six they're like we'll go on the pitch and we'll just perform no matter if we concede six or we score six yeah i mean uh, people have been questioning plsr tactics i i, I remember people questioning only gunnar solskjaer's tactics as well i don't think the uh, marcelo bielsa has played these tactics in couple of months or couple of weeks he's been playing these tactics for two two and a half years now and he's been quite successful so those people who are and he got he, yeah exactly he got promoted he, he got, got leads the team to up the uh, yeah. to uh, first be playoffs in championship and then he actually got them promoted so i think anyone who's questioning marcelo bielsa's tactics i i don't think that guy has anywhere near been to work tactic that guy has been described by pep guardiola and jose mourinho as the best tactician in football and you are questioning his tactics the so called pundits and all i mean it's not about his no, yeah. no, it is not about his tactics you know the players are not that good enough to play in the premier league maybe they need certain you know they've just come up in the premier league they need certain time still if you consider that they're still in a pretty good place in the table they're not battling for the relegation unlike arsenal and <laughs> and even with this set of players he is doing performing well 
ஒருத்தர்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீட்ஸ்ட்ரீட் I mean they were not able to capitalize on scoring part but still giving a first game in the Premier League and that too against the champions they they put their mark in that yes we are back in the Premier League and we are back here for serious business exactly and we are here in, in for a long haul exactly. and and uh, to think that you know Leeds giving a fight to other big clubs for European places maybe even Champions League places straight away i think that all that was a uh, bit exaggerated talk definitely i still think liverpool uh, sorry leeds can finish in top half, half of the table and if not that yeah. they must be nearer to it than i mean in 11th or 12th position so their aim is to play in premier league next season which i definitely see them achieving obviously and I, of course it's a long time project for leeds now they have already said it their manager has said it their owners have said it that it's a long time project see yeah it's the, the the best part about leeds is the owner is very patient calm and he trusts the manager exactly uh, if you see the documentary as well you know it shows how the manager he he knows that this is a long process because leeds have been in a big problem and uh, since then after taking over leeds this guy has done phenomenal job of getting leeds up backing the manager and backing getting him the players that they want they have a director of football who is very good and they will they will they are in, they are in the premier league for a long haul i feel if they get the you know if they get the right players and uh, you know you never know they can be back in the european leagues any leagues like maybe yeah. europa or maybe this, champions this definitely but chance. it is there it is it's a, it's a it's a process that might take a while but you know you need to give bielsa time i mean if bielsa stays around in leeds for another 3 4 years i i i mean it can happen you can even see leeds winning the premier league definitely you know, if not so the premier league i hate, they... i hate saying this as a to be honest i hate saying this but okay i'm just being optimistic with because it's bielsa exactly and one one more else. factor that we haven't cons- considered in the, the run in with leeds is the fans i mean elland road is a hostile place to be if you are if you are a big team like chelsea no, or united yeah it's a hostile atmosphere to be players don't perform under such a hostile atmosphere it's a quite it's quite advantage i think for teams away going away from home that they don't have to face the music with fans and all around but there are some grounds in uh, england particular like elland road or old trafford uh, liverpool's home ground obviously anfield stamford bridge i'm not going to say about manchester city because they they have the same <laughs> attendance as they used to have before <laughs> yeah so these grounds are quite you know demanding on opposition players you get booed a lot you get whistled a lot that that does take a hell of a lot hell lot of a toll up from you and you know it distracts you in a way which is not good Uh, for you to play football so we are discounting that factor so that is why you know yeah. football without fans is nothing like sir matt was be said you know you need to have fans in your stadium that is the home advantage for you now it doesn't feel like an home advantage it's like two teams which are playing the best one will win because there is no fucking noise there are no fucking fans exactly but we can't do anything as we are all in the covid uh, era and uh, the thing has taken out a lot on people even the players are getting infected nowadays you know you have seen a couple of matches being called off with city having so many players you know 
yeah uh, tested positive for covid i mean yeah so even because of the i mean a lot of with the new covid mutated and coming in the uk and a lot of things uh, you you know the fans have started you know they have stopped fans into the stadium now and even the liverpool united game which is coming up will be played without the fans now so you know that is going to be a good advantage for united to take the three points definitely and and we would also because like to they are, say they are struggling ref- <laughs> no, they are struggling defensively as well. They are struggling defensively, and uh, with without with Van Dijk out, uh, they have not been able to you know uh, take care of the defense or offense in that. Definitely. And the message you would like to give to our follow- all our followers is: stay home when it's not required for you to go out. Let's the COVID battle is not yet over, so let's fight it wisely rather than by force because. I don't think any human can overcome COVID by force. So let's stay wise. Let's keep let's keep our heads. Let's be at home and let's behave like responsible citizens. Is what we are saying. Yes. You know, I I mean I don't get it. A lot of people were recently who came out from UK. They have given wrong contact details so that they don't get into trouble. But they a lot of people in from UK have got the new virus in India as well. But they are not doing the being responsible and doing anything. That is something you need to, you know, take care of. Anyways, coming back to football, uh, let's talk about Manchester United for a while. I mean, you know, who would have thought? Even I, as a fan, didn't think that we'll be at, you know, comp- this year we will be looking at titles after the exit from the Champions League. It was, uh, you know, it was a doubt that, you know, what will happen? Will Ole stay? Will Ole? No, a lot of things. People are like, Ole needs to go. Ole needs to, you know. Do something, but he's shown that you know, it's everything takes time, and he he he's got his tactics right, tactics right, and uh, he's been doing phenomenal with the team. What are your takes, uh, Pranav? I will not go because I'll always talk good about United. I want an opinion from you because yeah, uh, definitely from uh, from a neutral point of view, I don't think that some of the criticism that came Ole's way was particularly fair. That. He needs to go. He needs to do that. He needs to do this, do, do that. I mean, no. Uh, the players, the business that he has done, especially uh, with Bruno Fernandez, that as we are seeing right now, is an astute piece of business, definitely. And Bruno Fernandez is the guy who's galvanized that United team. Uh, there have been incidences when he's single-handedly taken them to victory through his goal contributions and assists. Assist. I mean, uh, we have seen how if a team starts. He's a serious uh, contender for Ballon d'Or. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, it's not happens uh, after Cristiano Ronaldo. But, definitely, uh, definitely. He yeah. he he is going to be contender for all the awards at the end of the uh, end of the season. But uh, let more on that later. Uh, the thing with uh, you know star players is if you consider Hakim Ziyech at Chelsea, uh, he's out injured, so Chelsea's performances have dipped. If you consider Kane and Son, if they don't play well, Spurs don't play well, obviously. And I think it's going to happen with United as well that if Bruno Fernandes does not play well. And we have seen that. Uh, we have seen that particularly at West Ham. If Bruno Fernandes is not playing or is not playing well, United are going to suffer. And let's hope that we continue to enjoy Bruno Fernandes throughout the season with the same consist- consistency that he has shown up till this point. But there are going to be blips in his form, obviously. No one is going to be Messi or Ronaldo banging a couple of goals every game. We haven't seen a player like that. So United need to be ready with a plan B as if Bruno Fernandes is marked out of a game. Tactically, or if Bruno Fernandes doesn't perform to his usual, you know, performance standards, what 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 is that going to translate into? United obviously have an advantage of uh, winning Europa League uh, this year, obviously, 
they have they are into it uh, by hook and crook they have got it got out of their champions league group but it's a fantastic chance for only to win a trophy and europa league is not a very small trophy anymore you know 10 years back you would say that europa league yeah okay it's it's the sort of trophy that teams like tottenham hotspur or newcastle united could win but it's not that anymore there there's been so much competitiveness in europe and not just in england that europa league has become a key key trophy and winning that is a guaranteed ticket to champions league and that to in a pot one you're a seeded team for champions league so that that obviously helps obviously and uh, one more thing about united is if they want to sustain the challenge because it's been a bit of a curse really we talked about spurs and chelsea before about uh, being challengers to premier league Uh, alongside liverpool and how no, they have please don't say anything please don't say anything about it yeah I, I, how mighty have fallen is the word that i'm is a sentence that i'm going to use mighty have fallen especially when i mean chelsea's free fall has been so much they have been they they were third best if arsenal in the game against arsenal and there were only two teams playing so that says volumes about them there there were there was arsenal then there was daylight and then there was chelsea so chelsea were the third best team in that game and unimaginably how it could have happened i mean just four or five uh, game weeks prior to that chelsea were you know top of the league they were beating spurs they had decent no, game against right spurs now. and all those all that thing but uh, i mean one game can, one game can change you every, uh, can can change everything i'm not saying it just for united it can change for liverpool as well liverpool still from here can find themselves in fifth position yeah come, come because there is there is that is the that is the beauty this year because if you take the table from 1 to 8 or 9 there is barely 7 to 8 points of difference between each exactly. team there is a matter of 1.2 points difference between each team so if someone else drops points other team has the opportunity to capitalize and go above the other team so you know that is one of this season the title can no i don't think will be decided you know anytime soon it might go till the end of the league and which is which is actually good to watch you know and if you see a team like southampton they have been doing phenomenal exactly they are the they are i mean they are doing wonders they are they are they are giving big teams a run for the money the likes of danny ings shea adams bednarek westergaard hot prowse i'm like oh my god and secondly if you talk about let's talk about aston villa aston villa who just managed to avoid relegation last season are running in Are actually in the top half of the table and doing and some serious not, business. Not just top of the table. If they win all their remaining uh, games in hands, they are going to go first, keeping both United and uh, Liverpool. I mean, how does that sound for a team I mean, that, that avoided is, that relegation last? See, that is not happening anyways. But they can uh, obviously. It's a mathematical chance that I'm talking yeah, about. Right? How about that for a prospect yeah. that that for a team that narrowly avoided relegation? I mean, talk exactly. about Everton. Everton have improved so much, and we talked about Everton yeah, dropping we, off we their form. We talked about the Kazoo Magic uh, getting over, over, but they yeah. are they are second on the table as of now. Yeah, and uh, they have been they bounced back after the losses that they had consecutive losses, and they record. I guess another two, three. I guess one or two signings might just do the trick for Everton in January. Uh, so we'll wait for that. You know, the January transfer window to open up and uh, see. Yeah, and Aston, I, I, to be honest, if you see the Aston Villa's defense last season, and if you see this season, it has improved drastically. And the addition, and talk about Martinez. Martinez has been a great signing from Everton. I mean, uh, to be honest, Arsenal. Arsenal should have Arsenal should have sent, uh, you know, uh, should have sold Leno instead of selling Martinez, and they would have been a better spot. I feel. They would have been the same spot. I don't think that would have mattered. 
No, no, no. Because Martinez, if you look at the number of uh, points that he gives out in FPL, it's mostly because he gave some amazing saves. Yeah. So you know, if you at Aston Villa, he's doing wonders with the great defense and that uh, you know uh, goalkeeper being such a goalkeeper. It is good that a team going forward is scoring. El Ghazi is in form. Who he and they have Brendan Traore and Grealish. I mean, it's wonderful. And the guy like Watkins is. Uh, it's uh, come into the Premier League and, you know, he's settled in. Unlike, you know, uh, you know, unlike Timo Werner, Kai Havertz oh, and really, yeah. Ziyech. You know, I, I feel bad because Ole gets a stick for not starting Van Der Beek after spending 50 million. Whereas this Ash Lampard has spent more than 180 million or 190 million, whatever the fuck that is. And still the players play, but they're not performing. Go, yeah. take a dig at them. Why are you coming at United for not just playing Van Der Beek? Uh, I'm there sure this is a United fan talking about talking here, but uh, no, sticking to Aston Villa, though. yeah, sticking to Aston Villa, and I, I want to talk about Jack Grealish. I mean, how good has he been? Magnificent. I mean, United fans, do you have any regrets about not signing Jack Grealish? I mean, is there we any chance any that you may have There's some regrets? Because we're going to sign him pretty soon. I'm sure United <laughs> will sign him. See, he's a boyhood United fan, so I'm sure he will if if he know if he knows that United want him. He'll, he himself will try to push Ashton Villa to go and make the transfer happen. So, there's nothing to be worried about. And if you see the likes of, you know, uh, we were talking about United, you know, trial, challenging for the title. If, uh, if you're telling, you're saying that, you know, if Bruno Fernandes is not there. So, you know, uh, right now, if you get Sancho, because he's not been playing well at BVB, if you see, he has not been performing at all. That shows that he actually is not interested. I mean, we exactly. all know his caliber, he can perform, but he is not performing to that level because he doesn't have his heart at BBB. He wants to, he wanted to move to the English Premier League and which he didn't get just because for a couple of million. But now, you know, after the dip in form, it is actually very good because United can get him for an even much lesser price. So, you know, and if he comes here and performs, I mean, I can't wait for January. I hope that, you know, if it happens, that would be a great thing. Because I've not heard any speculation about him coming in January as of now. But yeah. Then there is Ahmad Diallo, who's already, you know, the, the paperwork have been done. But he's up and he's about to join. The youngster is about to join the United. So, we United yeah, needs the right-backs. Liverpool needs centre-backs. There are a lot of things happening. And the January transfer window is going to be... Amazing. The reason being, we did not have a proper summer transfer window due to the COVID uh, situations and the season ending on a very late, uh, you know, season ending very late and again starting pretty soon. So the uh, summer window gap was very narrow and getting players was very difficult. So this is actually the transfer window where, you know, people will look forward to because everyone needs a squad depth because the number of games that are coming in, uh, players needing rest so that they don't get injured and uh, all those things, you know. Uh, you saw yes. you saw Jagan Klopp and uh, ranting in front of the media that Premier League needs to do things. I mean, you saw that. I'm sure you saw that interview uh, where he was sure, so yeah. pissed, and he said, "Congratulations, yes, he is injured." So, you know, <laughs> Definitely. Uh, and talking five, about since since we are on the subject of uh, January transfer window, let's let's take a view at how summer signings have done for various clubs. Yeah. Now, I'd like to start with Chelsea first because they are the they were the ones most active in. Uh, Summer transfer window, obviously getting seven players, yeah. Yeah. and which how many I are don't think, yeah, I don't think any one has settled except for except maybe for Chilwell. Zayek. No, Zayek, except for yeah. Chilwell. Chilwell has been. Uh, Chilwell, 
Chilwell has come in the league, uh, has come in the uh, Chelsea team from the same league, right? Okay, I, yeah. I'm talking about mostly players coming in from different leagues. So you have got Edward Mendy, you have got Kai Havertz, uh, you have got uh, Akim Zayak, obviously, you have got Timo Vanna. You got Peter Cech? I don't think. Uh, Peter Cech obviously <laughs> was uh, signing from Arsenal. So. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just. I was, I was, it was, you know why I said Peter Cech? Yeah, sure, definitely. Yeah, obviously, I mean, Edward Mendy, he looked so composed in the start. He's considering silly fouls and silly penalties. I mean, even against game, even in the game against Aston Villa, I think the goal was nutmeg to him. He, he should have had it covered. I, I'm going to be his biggest critic right now, but only because of the thing that I have seen him performing and we all have, obviously. So, tell me and one how thing. Is, is Kepa better or is uh, Mendy better? Yeah, I think I'd have uh, Petr Cech playing the goal for Chelsea. <laughs> There's no two. There's no Chelsea two fans, please maybe, take a note of this. <laughs> yeah, and if if maybe he's not available, then Willy Caballero, I mean, whatever, play him. But Kepa is, I mean, is out of Chelsea position. has, yeah. Chelsea and goalkeeper is something like, uh, it's, it's not happening for Chelsea, you know. It's just not happening. Chelsea actually have had a tradition of great defence and goalkeeper. I don't know what has happened. I mean... It's it suddenly come very awry. Chelsea used it to was Jose have, Mourinho, you see. Not just Jose Mourinho, but you know, you see uh, Carlo Codigini, he was a decent keeper. You know, see, you, you look at Thibaut Courtois, I mean, sure he left acrimoniously, but the, no, as a goalkeeper, he, he was that. quite good. You dodged a bullet there. Courtois has been fuck-all in the recent years. You got, you enjoyed his prime and you sold it on the right time. And you got the yeah. money for it. Just like Eden Hazard. You sold him at the right time. You got the money for My it. And now God. he's Eden Hazard's money. I mean, if Chelsea had sold him Please. on that no, performance. No, 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 no. On that, on, on that performance and a year later, I don't think they would have got even 10 million pounds. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Don't be happy. Because you, from that money, you bought Timo Werner, Kai Havertz and Ziyech. So you have not your money is in the in the way in the end the money is gone in the gutter only because I don't see any nah, players performing. Chelsea Chelsea bought uh, Kepa from that money which is actually far worse. But that's that's not the point. We are talking about uh, new signings here, and Zayek obviously did well in the game that he yeah, started. He Timo started. Werner initially initially was very good, but then I don't think he's the only one to blame for his own problems. I think Lampard is to blame as well because Lampard has been playing him on left wing. And left wing is okay, but left wing as a winger and Timo Werner and winger are, aren't, you know, he's they aren't really very good friend. He's a proper Yeah, striker. exactly. And if you play him on the I have side, seen Timo Werner drop down in the opposition's half just to get the ball. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous on so many levels. What is Lampard trying to make him into? He wants to run off the left wing, so that's okay. You play him on the left wing, but then you ha- actually use him as, as a midfielder. I mean, he's not got great touch on the ball. He ha- he doesn't have his passing game on. So, I don't think left playing, playing him in the left wing as a winger is a natural position for him. So, Lampard needs to change his role, obviously. Tammy has done well, Giroud has done well. So, Chelsea are not so bad short of goals, but they are... Giroud has scored more goals. Tammy has scored more goals. The best players for Chelsea right now are the likes of Oliver Giroud, Tammy Abraham, Mason Mount. Yeah. The players who are already in the in fact who are already in Chelsea before the transfer window was finished. Definitely, but I think what Chelsea's problems have been in recent week come uh, boiled deep down to just new signings. I mean, they haven't playing playing well 
away from home i think lampard sets them to be defensive away from home a bit like jose mourinho without committing the players to it i mean jose mourinho commits 10 players behind the ball when he's playing away from home and gets the result lampard on the other hand wants to play, commit five players behind the ball and get the result but that is simply not going to be possible i mean i've seen it qu- quite literally every away match of the season even even if even in uh, chelsea and united drew nil all at old trafford so i think united was, were there for the taking united had united the were the there for the taking uh, yet there, there is definitely two uh, no two uh, voices about that chelsea definitely could have won that game if they had approached in a proper manner both teams you are saw it disassembly defensively both teams just wanted yeah, to exactly. sit out and i mean they would have taken a draw they came with a mindset that will take a draw we don't want to yeah, make any error that that's that's the problem even even in the game against uh, spurs at uh, stamford bridge you knew that lampard and jose both wanted to go for a draw when they both had a chance to go top of the table outright yeah had chelsea won that game chelsea would have been clear of uh, clear of uh, clear by goal difference and had spurs won they would have been two points clear but i think that is something you know lampard has not been treating uh, treating well in these games uh, you know and, uh, uh, playing defensive yeah playing yeah. defensive against big teams or playing defensively when away from home is not going to get lampard into top 4 right? i think after last season's transfer window top 4 is not an expectation from jz top 4 will be a, the minimum, minimum thing that should be achieved by lampard yeah, yeah exactly and so if jz don't get into top 4 yeah if jz don't get into top 4 then abramovich with his history has every right to sack lampard that that's what i'll tell I, i'll be blunt here no he should be sacked and uh, you know talking about uh, you know uh, like we're talking over the table and in between we had spurs uh, sitting on the top for a while and uh, we were like yes jose mourinho second season wonder is coming and uh, i guess we were a bit early because after united i don't think it's <laughs> going to be his second season wonder at any club because that uh, jinx has been broken you see you see a pattern developing here do you see it i think we called in everton and aston villa <laughs> we praised them they faltered no it's yeah, okay it's we good. praised yeah no, no 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 we praised spurs and chelsea they faltered and big time we play we, we i mean praised leicester in between Exactly that's where I'm going with this we need to praise liverpool a lot so that they can finish you know 10th or 12th maybe not 10th or 12th i i'm okay with the top 4 finish but at least not above united yeah so we need to talk about and, and obviously we need to start praising arsenal as well because they have got some wins so arsenal uh, needs, i mean uh, arsenal needs some uh, praises because it should have you know they should be they should not go up a lot you know Definitely. Yeah. Uh, I guess Arsenal is the only team who's never been relegated from the Premier League. If I'm not wrong, United has been uh, relegated. Liverpool has been relegated. No, 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 no. Every every team has been relegated from Division One or Premier League. Yeah. I don't. Uh, even Arsenal got relegated. I heard. I guess. That's, I mean, I heard. You know, they've not been relegated at all. So, I'm not sure. Anyways, but I, I'm looking forward maybe, to this season. Maybe this is the year. Uh, I'm looking forward to this season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they have not been. Re- yeah. I just googled it. It's not been relegated since nineteen nineteen. Like I said, they have never been. I guess well, this, Premier League came after nineteen. This year seems 19- to be a good. Uh, they, I guess Premier League this came after nineteen fifty eight. So. No, no, no. Premier League came in after nineteen ninety. Premier League came in after nineteen ninety two, and there have been six ever present clubs. But yeah, Arsenal have been relegated from old divisions or not. Yeah, when it's a, I'm talking about the pre- when Premier League was formed. After that, I don't think Arsenal has ever been relegated. because they had wenger yeah, and they have been uh, six they love the number 4 you know yep so much so that they gave fabregas number 4 and he left yeah 
you know and let's let's talk about lester as well in terms of uh, you know when we're talking about the summer signings they've got castagne who has been amazing for lester but after the injury that is sustained uh, liverpool looked a bit shaky they sustained a certain lot of injuries like in likes of uh, the likes of uh, soyuncu castagne so all these main players they uh, ricardo pereira is, i guess also is injured yeah so I mean, they had a rough patch, but I don't know what is with Brendan Rodgers and trophies. <laughs> I mean, it's an inverse relationship, is what I'll tell you. He still couldn't win it at Liverpool. Yeah, there are clips, but that that's okay. That coming into that part, uh, it's it's been a roller coaster of a ride in Premier League. No one team can be backed in Premier League at the moment. No, and this season, I'm the not... monkeys will be so happy. They'll make they'll make the most money out of this. This is the right time to Definitely. be a bookie, an official bookie, a legal one. I'm talking about. I'm not talking yeah. about illegal one. I'm talking about the betting sites that are legal. They are going to make plenty yeah. of money this season because you fucking can't exactly. predict and which I, team. I am gonna, I am gonna reserve all all of my predictions until the final day of the Premier League, and I'm sure. I'm not making any predictions. I think predictions at least four teams. Now. We've made a lot of predictions. Yeah, I think at least. <laughs> I think at least four teams could have a chance to win title. Like, even that's a prediction right now. But I think even four teams could have a chance of winning the title on the final day. I mean, I, it's all about the that prediction. But I'm not going to be all about goal difference. Yeah, any any more predictions until the final day, until the 90 plus whatever the extra time injury time. I know. Be, and I'm not going to make uh-huh. any. Prediction. You know, uh, talking about the goal difference, the best part uh, was before the Leeds game in the pre-match interview. Ole said we need to score a lot of goals. We need to you know get a better GD. And getting into the two minutes mark, I'll tell you seriously, like I, being alone, I was just making my coffee in the uh, night before going to sleep. I'm not going to sleep, but just because I had to watch the game and then I had to work. So I made a coffee for myself because I had to stay up uh, late in the night. And I was just about to pour my coffee in and by the time I switched on the TV, we were already 2-0 up. And I'm like, it's just been two minutes. Who the hell scored? Then I checked and I'm like, Scott McTominay scored two goals. I'm like, bloody hell. <laughs> Apocalypse is coming. <laughs> no, no, no. We scored two. So I was worried that we'll end up losing 6-2 or 5-2 with Leeds. I mean, I, I always hope this is going to be a very big scoring. I mean, it was going to be a high scoring game because both teams are uh, capable of leaking a lot of goals in defense. So, you know. And secondly, uh, Arsenal. Huh? Let's talk about Arsenal. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy and I enjoy it. After, you know, Arsenal fans were so hyped after winning versus United in that penalty, which was obviously the goal of the month, guys. Goal of the month was the Aubameyang penalty. That says volumes about the Because club. that was the only goal. <laughs> because that is the only game they won and that's the only goal they scored. <laughs> and after... after yeah. After showing Arsenal fans, yeah, 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 we bet United, yeah, 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 and I am like, oh fuck, and then when I got the time, I'm like, hell no. They, yeah. I said karma is a big bitch. You, I can't say anything apart from that. So, yeah, we'll we'll anyway blur it out yeah. here. So that's the thing. I I want to talk about Arsenal Chelsea. I mean, there's not much to talk about from a Chelsea point of view. But let me still try. Uh, <laughs> Arsenal. Yeah. You Chelsea should be ashamed of themselves about 
you know getting beaten by a club who is battling relegation a big club which is battling relegation uh, sorry not a big club i'm sorry i'm sorry not a big club i take it back yeah that that's a mistake that's I'm a sorry. mistake in that I'm sentence yeah. <laughs> so uh chelsea again their with their defensive frailty chelsea gave away a penalty which was quite needless they gave away a penalty in the previous game as well they gave a penalty gave away a penalty at uh, at everton uh, I think two weeks before that. Yeah, that, they, that, they that was a shock. Well that against... game was a shock because Everton uh, versus Chelsea was. I felt like Chelsea can win this one because Everton were in a poor bit of form and uh, winning that one yeah. nil cheaply was a very lucky win for your Everton. I would say. I I mean Chelsea is like you know bit of uh, Robin Hood. They get they're giving points to poor teams. Are, uh, but you know Everton getting okay, three players. points from a like being a poor team. I don't think so because they're challenging for the title for fuck's sake. They're not poor team right now under Ancelotti. Yeah. No, but they were they were in a poor form, yeah, right? They were in a poor form. form. So it's like uh, Chelsea going to uh, Wolves again. They were not that great. They had lost against Burnley of all things, and that were at home. And Chelsea gave them three points. Okay, he has he has you know he has a nice gift for you. Three points. Do have them. Burnley have been. Then against the West Ham, I thought, yeah, they West Ham had been a, in a good form. So I actually thought that Chelsea could win, and Chelsea did. I mean that's exactly opposite of the Robin Hood situation. Then again, at Arsenal, Arsenal were. I mean, there's no other way of it. Arsenal could have ended up in relegation zone that day, at the end of that game week. Yeah. And Chelsea beat, and they got beaten, but uh, they they beat Chelsea obviously. And I expected that result to be fair against even Aston Villa. I expected Chelsea to get beat because Villa were in a good form. And again, there's a draw. So I don't think what's going on with Chelsea. They are obviously not playing well, and there's no. Chelsea is like no, we just uh, go you know, on, get eleven players on the pitch, do whatever you want. Yeah. If you get three points, exactly. well and good. If not, get a draw. Just try not to lose. Lampard. I don't have any shit. I don't have any tactics. You go fuck yourselves on the pitch. It's it's quite disappointing to see a team like Chelsea develop that habit of you know I'm gonna say it. Arsenal. Uh, I mean uh, Wenger's Arsenal. They were too soft against big teams. I thought quite really after after in especially after their uh, invincible year in two thousand and four. So Chelsea's Lampard Chelsea has become a bit like that. They're giving distributing you know free points. I've seen uh, Liverpool being on a hugely uh, I mean hugely uh, what what can I say bad run of form, a bad run of seasons actually. But Anfield was still a competitive place to go to. I mean, not many teams achieved a lot of victories at Anfield. Even when Liverpool were quite weak, they were finishing what sixth and seventh and eighth. Even with United, yeah. yeah, even with United, there was a period when United finished sixth and seventh, and they did not get Champions League in consecutive seasons. In fact, and that that place, Old Trafford, was still a competitive place to go to. Teams are coming to Chelsea right now, thinking, "Oh, we can get three points." There's not, I mean, we can have a bad game and get yeah. three points. If we have a very poor game, we can get away with a point. I mean, Chelsea winning is just not not an option. You see the Chelsea's disastrous record since Lampard has taken over. Uh, Chelsea have played big six clubs. I'm only talking about big six clubs here, and that includes Arsenal. Don't worry. <laughs> Chelsea have played uh, big six clubs seventeen times. Big okay, five clubs. Lampard. Chelsea have won just five. Yeah, <laughs> big five. Yeah, and Arsenal. Yeah, definitely sure. And Chelsea have. Played them seventeen times and Chelsea have won just five. That too, only two came at home. One was in a cup tie against United. I mean, how disastrous is that? You actually think that Chelsea have won only twice in Premier League or in any any competition? Only uh, yeah, twice in Premier League 
since the start of last season again big 5 and arsenal is quite quite simply disheartening to be fair i mean even uh, i mean burnley may have a better record than chelsea against big 6 club yeah they have they beat united that's, that's how disastrous it was last season or last last season yeah. burnley sean dice has yes. been amazing and he's an amazing manager and he's shown it in and out again and with the new take i mean the club is being taken over by someone else and uh, so you know that i mean after that i don't know if burnley puts in you know uh, Injection milta hai unko, ka. So we don't know what is going to happen. How much money do they injection? Even if they get that injection, I don't think they should. They should. Yeah. No, no. I don't they, think they should, they should change not try. Because change they the, tried to yeah, change. Yeah, Sean Dyche should be there. At least he should get more quality players in terms of uh, you know getting a quality players to compete. You know, I want that. You know, every team should be able to exactly compete yeah. for your title. As I want to because it, it it makes a difference that makes the league most much more interesting when there are a lot of teams who can compete that is that is that is why the Prem, that is the premier league is one of the best leagues in the world right now. and that's what Unlike that's what we are seeing or any other farmers league in the world where you exactly. have only one or two teams that who has money and who always wins yeah definitely definitely so uh, i think uh, next about arsenal uh, to be fair seriously I don't think Arsenal are going to end up get, end up in a relegation battle. They, yeah, obviously I, not. I don't actually see them. I, I don't actually see them getting into top eight. Maybe no, no. If They'll they pick be up the huge results from now on, or maybe on the tenth or twelfth, tenth to twelfth position, or between ten to twelve. Yeah, yeah. But I think Mikel Arteta should be back by Arsenal. One because they don't have a choice, and two see, because he no can issues. get something done. Yeah, Arteta doesn't have a problem. The problem is players are not willing to play. You have signed the likes of Willian. Who's just moved in from Chelsea to Arsenal? So it's basically staying in the same area. Yeah. So there is no that you know uh, area has changed or the city has changed, so he needs to settle in and all that shit. He has just moved from here. Is just he's staying in the same place. He'll, instead of going to a uh, Chelsea ground, he'll go to an Arsenal training ground. He has to perform, and for that reason, they have sacked their. Uh, they have sacked uh, the. Teran Soros Rex, whatever they name, they have named him. Uh, the dinosaur. Yeah, they have got it back. Oh, they have, they <laughs> might have got it back because of Ozil. But the thing is, they sacked him yeah. for just because they could sign William and pay his wages. Secondly, Ganarosaurus. Huh, yes, Ganarosaurus. Ganarosaurus. Yeah. yeah. And secondly, after that, you know, people were waiting. Arsenal fans were waiting for Aubameyang to sign a new deal. After signing a new deal. I don't see being a captain. I don't see any willingness for him to play. He 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 comes on the pitch, and it feels like he doesn't even want to play. The youngsters are doing better. Exactly. If you talk about the Chelsea game, I guess Rowe Smith and all those youngsters, Saka and Martinelli, all these players have played for uh, who played better, like better than Willian, Aubameyang, exactly. and all that. Play Lacazette. Lacazette. I don't see him anywhere a lot because they signed Lacazette from beyond. They signed as in bitane ke liye sign kiya hai. They literally have signed him to bench him. And are paying him to bench him, play him in and out because you don't, you know, Aubameyang is not playing, you know, the other players are not playing. Play him with the youngsters. At least you'll get somewhere in the table. There is no way you're going to achieve top four or top six in that case. Now the season is done for you guys. At least try to get the maximum points out of every game you can. Definitely, yeah. That that should be the approach from Arsenal. I think big names are not always going to play big, and we saw that in a game against Chelsea, obviously. There was no Willian, there was no Obama Young. Obama Young got the money he wanted. He is now enjoying it. 
whereas ozil who actually would have played and who actually would have given everything for the club ozil is the kind of guy who would have given everything for the club and he would have helped him even if now if after all this has happened if, if the player if the manager goes back to him and tells him i need you he'll never he will never say to why are you like coming now you didn't you have treated me shrewdly he won't ask a question he'll come on and he'll play exactly yeah i i it's that a huge disappointment that, that arsenal are not playing ozil in fact we talked about him previously as well he's created yeah two chances per game that he's, he's played he's a typical number 10 yeah exactly and if he's you can get that number two number 8 like two number 8 or maybe a number 6 and a number 8 in your team then then you, you can definitely have an, have a, have enough room to play mesut uh, ozil i mean I, there may be players at arsenal who may finally want to take their chances there are players who are uh, you know running down the wing we saw with martinelli he does run down down, down the wing he's the one who he's the one who won the penalty against chelsea so how that that that's how far he was in the chelsea box so i mean obviously they can uh, uh, you know get players who are going to be playing number 8 and number 6 and they can obviously make room for ozil that is atrocious i mean the situation that ozil is not playing one of the best players in the world and i still consider him to and be the worst part is they are playing normal midfielders at cdm denis sabayas who is an attacking midfielder you are playing him at a cdm position how the fuck is he going to perform exactly he, you are playing players who are not in, made to be played in that position because you don't have cdms you got parte you got like so i mean people they are making so much noise and i don't see thomas parte anywhere where is the party he has made no ha ah, there is no party like a thomas party but there is no thomas party to have a party he, he is sitting out injured or even when he was uh, like on the pitch i don't think he has made that big impact coming in the premier league right now maybe, right now maybe right now maybe he is injured but still he hasn't made that impact that he should according to that 50 million you know and if you say 50 million spent for bruno fernandes he he has 10 goals already so it's been a it's been a tremendous game week up full of ups and downs i i don't know why we started uh, we i mean we stopped re- recording podcast but there's been so much entertainment and drama that you know uh, if premier league matches are being shown on star plus or any you know hindi entertainment television i don't think the spectators would be that disappointed that disappointed i mean <laughs> half time it's 1-0 full time it's 1-3 half time it's 2-0 full time it's 6-2 so, I, i don't know maybe yeah, yeah. united's away record yeah <laughs> you 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 concede one you get thrashed 3-4 3-1 4-1 you exactly. never know because united have become second half fc they've been called a lot of things <laughs> देखो तो इवन अम रिगार्डिंग अ मूवी यू नो कि ये बटन आपने गो आपके सामने है यूनाइटेड वो तो बोलते हैं हाँ हाँ हमने गोल मार दिया बोलते हैं बस वही नहीं करना था डोंट डोंट Definitely, and 100% of a record. I hope it continues against Liverpool. I'm, I don't believe, I can't believe I'm saying that, but I hope it does continue. You know, you know, the best part is Steve Bruce gave a great gift for his ex-boss, which is Alex Ferguson, by drawing against Liverpool. Yeah. So Steve Bruce was a Manchester United player who had more than 300 plus appearances and more than 35 plus goals for United. Yeah. So let's hope that continues. 
responsibly and be well so that's it from our side so and it's been thank you guys pleasure it's been pleasure with and uh, yeah, yeah 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 it's been great to be back and uh, that's it from me and pranav and we will see you guys in the next episode pretty soon bye bye ciao peace out <laughs>